Koinonia, a place of encounter with the Holy Spirit and transformation by the principles of God's kingdom. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 15. We'll just pray this song and then fulfilled be counted for a forest. Can you go ahead, take the next five minutes to pray this song? All of the graces that you heard them mention, turn it into prayer. Go ahead. Let it rest on me indeed. The power to prosper. Your wisdom. The power for signs and wonders. Someone is praying. The grace called favor. Haratosha Someone pray until the Spirit be poured upon us from on high. When the grace is upon your life, it speaks instantly and loudly. Someone is crying. Are you praying? The power for the supernatural. Commanding signs and wonders. Pray for the grace called favor. Define your possibilities in this wicked, selfish, bedeviled world. Let favor single you out. Turn you to a sign and a wonder. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Being a believer notwithstanding, the ignorant believer will always remain a defeated believer. The ignorant believer will always remain a defeated believer. Hosea 4 and verse 6 says, My people, even though they are my people, they are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. The blessing that we have received in this Zoe life is accessed experientially by knowledge. So just because you have received the life of God does not mean you will have the experience of that life, not without knowledge. Hallelujah. We are still going to pray one more prayer. Please lay your hands on your head and cry for knowledge. Father, what I need to know tonight as far as my walking in victory, my excelling, my pro Go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. We'll sing that song one more time while you are praying. Power to 
Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8. And God is able to make all grace. That means grace is dimensional. All grace to abound towards you. Why? That ye always having all sufficiency in all things, not some things, may ab instance, if you are limited in wisdom, that alone will keep you defeated forever. If you lack favor, you will live a hard life that will plunge you into compromise and decadence. The advantage of these graces is that they empower the believer to become an expression of the glory of God indeed. I'm praying for you tonight that every grace that is missing in your life may tonight be the moment where you access it. I say it again, every dimension of grace that is missing, that he that though it has not yet found expression in your life, may this be the night that you will access it in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Please be seated. Good evening, everybody. Blessings to our global family. Let's get to work. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Against failure, against losses, against defeat. Hallelujah. And tonight, by the grace of God, we'll be having the last dose of that spiritual vaccine from deliverance from calamity, then lessons from an overcomer. These are a series of teachings, they are named different things. But they are all survival strategies. These are kingdom strategies that help the believer to thrive and to survive. These are end time strategies. If you have missed any of these, please discipline yourself and get these teachings. Deliverance from calamity, lessons from an overcomer, and then you listen with all your heart. Are you ready from for tonight's teaching? Right, so tonight... We'll be learning tonight why great people fall. We'll be learning tonight why people celebrate victory today and exploits. And then tomorrow, they are no more in the scene. Are you ready? The title of the teaching tonight is Ichabod. Obtaining grace to last. Ichabod is spelled I-C-H-A-B-O-D. Ichabod. First Samuel 4. We're reading from verse 1. Help us, Spirit of the living God, in Jesus' name. 
and the word of Samuel came to all Israel now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle and pitch beside Ebenezer and the Philistines pitch in Aphek it's a long reading be patient and the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel and when they joined battle Israel come into the camp the elders of Israel said wherefore had the Lord smitten today before the Philistines let us fetch the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of Shiloh unto us that when it cometh among us it may save us out of the hand of our enemies verse 4 so the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of covenant of the Lord of hosts which dwelleth between the cherubims and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. And when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout, so that the earth rang again. Verse 6. And when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, What meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the accord there hath not been such a thing hitherto. Woe to us who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods. These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong and quit yourselves like men, O ye Philistines. They are encouraging themselves now. That ye be not servants unto the Hebrews as they have been to you. Quit yourselves like men and fight. So they went on to fight all the same. And the Philistines fought and Israel was smitten. Even though the ark was there. They fled every man to his tent and there was a very great slaughter. For there fell of Israel 30,000 footmen. Verse 11. And the ark of God was taken and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were slain. And there ran a seat by the wayside watching, for his heart trembled for the ark of God. And when the man came into the city and told it all, all the city cried out. 14. And when Eli heard the noise of crying, he said, What meaneth the noise of this tumult? And the man came in hastily and told Eli. 15. Now Eli was 98 years old, and his eyes were dim, and he could not see. And the man said to Eli, I am he that came out of the army, and I fled today out of the army. And he said, What is there done, my son? He's finding out the information now. And the messenger answered and said, Israel is fled before the Philistines. And there had been also a great slaughter among the people. And thy two sons also, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead. And the ark of God is taken. A break. And he died. For he was an old man and heavy. And he had judged Israel 40 years. 19. And his daughter-in-law, Phinehas's wife, was with child, near to be delivered, and when she heard the thing that the ark of God was taken and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and travailed for her pains came upon her. Verse 20. And about the time of her death, 
The women that stood by her said unto her, Fear not, for thou hast a son. But she answered, But she answered not, neither did she regard it. 21. And she named the child Ichabod, saying, The glory is departed from Israel, because the ark of God was taken, because her father-in-law and her husband were all dead. Last verse taken. The Lord bless his word in Jesus' name. So at this time, the sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, they had become very lawless boys. And then Israel went to war against the Philistines. And about 400,000 of them were defeated. Or 400 or 4,000 really. And then when they were defeated, they said, no, it is because the ark of God is not in our midst. Go and get the ark and bring it in our midst. And they brought the ark thinking it would be the basis for their victory. And even with the ark in their midst, the Bible says 30,000 other people were slaughtered. The ark was taken away from them. And then Hophni and Phinehas were slain. And when Eli heard this, the Bible says he fell and he died. When his daughter-in-law in her, don't worry, you've given birth to a son. And she said, no, I will not make it. And she named the child Ichabod. She said, the glory is departed from Israel. The word Ichabod is a Hebrew word. And it means, like you read, the glory has departed. Or without glory. Or where is the glory? So, just like Jabez, it was customary for the people in those days to name children after their experiences. Are we together now? Yes, it is a practice that till today is still strong among Jewish nations. They would name children after experiences. They would name children after all kinds of things. Now, every believer in Christ has the destiny of ever-increasing glory. Let's start from there. Every believer in Christ, you and I in Christ, we all have a destiny of ever and more unto the perfect day so more and more is the destiny of every believer in christ hallelujah ezekiel 36 and verse 11 ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 11 ezekiel 36 and 11 i will multiply upon you man and beast and they shall increase and bring fruit and i will settle you after your old estates and then he says, I will do better unto you than at your beginning. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So God is committed to ensuring that our experiences are better even at the latter part of our lives than the beginning. Every believer in Christ has the destiny of ever increasing glory. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 8 tells us, that better is the more value and of more significance. Better is the end of anything at all than the beginning. Hallelujah. Very, very important. Now, most people are excited when they begin things in life. Begin businesses, begin a home, begin a ministry, begin schooling. Usually beginning is characterized uh, by so many things. Joy for some. If you're sending your child to school, he's about to start school. Usually he's rejoicing 
not knowing what and what you will face. Sometimes beginnings start with pain. For instance, the beginning of an individual's life, you may come from a family that may not have any sense, any advantage whatsoever. Beginnings are also characterized in many regards by overconfidence. Most times you know beginners because there is a sense of overconfidence. They believe that they are able to handle So we have all of this to characterize beginnings. And it is in God's mind that no matter how an individual begins, that the end of that person's life, the end of that person's destiny becomes glorious. So it's all right to start from any state, whether poverty, whether spiritual laxity, like the dear lady who shared the salvation of her entire family, you can imagine. Hallelujah. So if you were to look at that lady 10 years ago, you probably would see a beginning that was not kingdom, not scripture compliant. But glory to God right now, you see the miracle that God has done. So it is a very powerful thing. Job 8, 7. Let me show you a scripture there. Job 8, 7. It says, though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should. It didn't say would. It means it should greatly increase. When the Bible says a thing should be, it doesn't mean it must be. The moment you see should be, it means that there are conditions. And if those conditions are met and are kept, then that reality becomes your manifestation. Otherwise, it will just remain as prophecy. Unfortunately, our world today is full of very pathetic stories. Stories of grace to grass, as we call it. And then full of very inspiring stories. Stories of grass to grace. You find that in ministry. You find that in business, you find that across nations, that once upon a time, individuals who were nobodies, individuals who had no comeliness, individuals who had no, there was nothing admirable or desirable about their lives. And under certain conditions, they began to grow. They began to evolve. And some of their lives started from their points of victory. We may not know so much about what happened, but at the time we met them, at the time we knew them, there were people who were celebrities, they were great, and at the end of their lives, all that we see in their lives is a catastrophe, disaster. An example is the man Gehazi. The Bible does not give us any picture about the training process of Gehazi. By the time he's introduced in scripture, he's already serving a great man with potential to even be the next prophet. But at the end of Gehazi's life, we see a man who had become leprous and left for dead. Hallelujah. So what is this factor that makes the end or the latter part of men's life so glorious for some and then for others it becomes an object of shame? There are names today that when you call, unfortunately, people do not want to be assumed. Tonight you must learn how to last, how to remain. Everyone has a right to start. The Bible in fact tells us that in a race, say a marathon, there are several people who are ready to start. Maybe 30, maybe 40, maybe 100. And there are some from the beginning, they know they will not finish. They were only attempting. There were others who hope, well, let's see how it goes. 
but there were others who were already determined from beginning that we will finish this race and once the gun is shot on your marks get set go there are people who they laugh at themselves while they are going because they know they are wasting their own time they don't intend to last after they circle the field once twice on their own even without being tired they just say no i have to reconsider this i'm i'm not it's not worth it and then there are others with unbending determination hallelujah and so i want you to pay attention as i share with you why greatness is short-lived i want to show you why great people fall why great institutions become shadows of themselves the key is to plant in us through this teaching the power to last that starting is not enough are we together yes your real stamina is not measured in your ability to start your real stamina is measured in your ability to remain with all due respect in nigeria today i do not know how old the oldest company in nigeria is perhaps maybe one of the banks or maybe some institutions and they are just a few years there are structures that don't last because they were not built according to standard there are corporations and organizations that don't last in fact it is said that for most businesses that start most ventures that start in nigeria and whatever it is so why is greatness short-lived why does greatness suddenly turn to shame what is the key that governs longevity of impact are you ready now number one the first reason why greatness is short-lived in the life of individuals in the life of ministries in the life of organizations is pride up front let's get that out of the way pride pride proverbs 16 18 behind everything that was once glorious and is no longer glorious pride had a role to play the bible says pride goeth before destruction you know what it means that means anytime you see pride dancing around your corridor it came with escorts destruction and a fall is part of it pride goeth before destruction and hide. it says before destruction the heart of man is haughty and before honor is humility you see how they work Proverbs 29 and verse 23. Proverbs 29 and verse 23. Let's read together. Ready? One to read. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. One more time. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble. What is pride? The unashamedness to acknowledge God as the basis for where you are the unashamedness or the uh, what they call it now is it unashamedness the refusal let me use that expression the refusal to acknowledge god as though you were not helped by god as though you were not helped by men the refusal to acknowledge god as the reason the basis the principal factor for whatever result you have is called pride and my goodness our world today is plagued with men and women who are already disasters going to happen in ministry in business in politics 
Hallelujah. The number one factor that sustains the ability to cut short a man's impact, to cut short a man's greatness. Please pay attention. No matter who you are, if you decide to embrace a life of pride, there is no longevity to your impact. You see, let me tell you this. Before a man falls, he always looks like he cannot fall till he falls. Did you hear what I said? Before a man falls, pride. James chapter 4 from verse 6 to 8. But he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisted the proud. Koinonia, let's say this together. One to go. God resisted the proud. One more time. I have taught you here that the anointing was supposed to fight anything that is against the will of God. The anointing does not fight what is the will of God. So if God is the one resisting you, there is no amount of impartation that will give you victory. The power of God fights unclean spirits. The power of God fights situations that are inconsistent with the will of God. But if God is now the one fighting you by himself, then you are in trouble. And the Bible says there is such a condition where God can fight a man. If the Christian is the proud, he will still become a victim of God's wrath, God's power, pride. Hallelujah. I learned this lesson in life. And let me tell you the truth, ladies and gentlemen. It's easier to talk about pride when you don't have anything. It's easier to talk about pride when you are poor, when nobody knows you, when you don't have any anointing, you don't have any influence. In the presence of greatness, you will know how difficult it is to be and to remain humble. Did you hear what I said? In the presence of greatness. There are people who have not done anything passing comments on people and saying this one is proud. You don't have anything that should compel pride. That's why. In the presence of pride, you will know why, ne I mean the presence of greatness. Do you know why Nebuchadnezzar built a 90 feet statue? You think he started like that? He started as an ordinary man. But my goodness the self-exaltation that comes on account of obvious results. If you don't have results, you are just proud. Are we together? Which translates to foolishness because there is nothing to be proud about. But there are times where you have results. Say results. And your results are loud. Your results are clear. At such points, it becomes justifiable to be proud. After all, I have anointing. You can see it. After all, I have favor. You can see it. After all, I have influence. You can see it. After all, you have become Beulah and Hephzibah. You can see it. It is at this state. Listen, when Satan wants to stop you, he starts to stop you at the beginning of your journey. If he fails to stop you at the beginning of the journey, he will rest for a while. You will think you, are, you have defeated him, but he's waiting for you at the corridors of greatness. Because something happens to men the moment they become great. Temptation of pride will always test you. Are we learning? Pride. Pride has destroyed preachers. Pride has destroyed businessmen. Pride has destroyed captains of industry. Pride has destroyed people in the academia. There are people who made a, a boast of several things. They are still begging till today. Pride. 
you get to a point where you become clear the devil tells you without you this company cannot run without you this ministry will not run do you know you are the single reason why this family is working the moment the devil starts making you look like everything fails without you you already know you are in trouble and it may be true every house is built by some man but the truth is that god is the builder of all how do you know that you are suffering from pride when people know importance except you you are the principal defining factor in that equation of success beware pride has already got into the corridor and sometimes pride can come as a sincere communication of acknowledging your value celebrating your value joshua selman you are doing so much traveling around the world usually you will start by saying thank you is the grace of god very soon you'll feel too big to bow and you say but but come to think of it oh this thing they are not lying uh-huh are we together and you know most times there are many people who they don't do the boasting themselves but they have arranged a system that does the boasting for them you are still proud are we together <laughs> ah, may God deliver us from pride oh shout amen oh shout amen this night I will be like the most high I will exalt myself above the stars of God if there is anything for you to fight as a survival strategy ladies and gentlemen as you rise as God lifts you the first thing to check in your life if you want to last is pride pride you can be simple and yet proud i hope you know there is a difference between simplicity there are people who are generally not simple they are very lavish about life but in truth they are humble it's just their disposition there are others who are very simple and very proud then there are those who are still loud and proud altogether Listen, you have really gotten victory if you have victory over the pride of life. There are a few things the spirit of pride. You have signed in for longevity of impact. With all due respect, many years ago, as many of you may have experienced, I remember when God started out with us, my goodness, it was at a time where there were many preachers, there were many people, and those days you will see people that you will never believe you will think at the end of one week even the white house will call them and say what kind of anointing do you have i tell you sincerely some of those people with all due respect today they are not they are nowhere to be found because of pride hallelujah there are preachers with all kinds of pride with all due respect and not to insult but just starting out in ministry but my goodness when you hear people talk sometimes you have to hold yourself and say my god what kind of orientation is this i me myself and then you know sometimes as preacher sense of is well glory be to god but the truth is there's no glory going to god anywhere humility is discernible humility is feelable when you stand before a humble person you will know you can be confident and yet humble do you know why a humble person is ever conscious of projecting Jesus, not self. 
you know that you are walking in humility because the desire to stand in God's way is not even there at all. I've told the Lord, whatever he will give me that will stop men from seeing him, may it never come into my life. That, that is a useless gift. It's a gift that will end up being a burden to you, the carrier, an extra luggage that is not necessary for your destiny. And I'm saying this because while greatness inspires, sometimes let's be careful what we copy and, and uh, what they call the other thing. Are we together now? Do you know there are people, this pride you see sometimes is as a result of a background of failure, especially for Africa. There are many people who missed greatness in their childhood. Are we learning? There are people who missed an opportunity to be great. Either they were insulted by parents or they were insulted by in maybe school institutions. So naturally, the moment you make it, that desire to shout it and slap it at the face of everybody, unlike your believing or your disbelieving me, I have arrived. And in case you do not know, I have an assignment to make sure I slap it on your face that I'm no longer the version you used to know. I'm now the rich version of me, the anointed version of me. I'm now the CEO version of me. And sometimes when you live long and access wisdom, you will find out that I tell you, success is loud, it is visible, it is clear. When you have made it, it becomes clear. Even a blind man knows that you have made it. Don't play with me. Oh, do you know how rich I am? Does wealth hide? Where do you hide it? Does wisdom hide? Does genuine power hide? Neither do men light a lamp and put it under a bushel. If God has made you, he has made you. It's as simple as that. One of the ways to encourage people and to inspire them is to combine humility with your result. It's a beautiful sight to behold that you watch people who are gifted, who are skilled, who are great, but then their lives become so inspiring because they wrap that excellence with humility. This is a prayer that I keep praying for myself even to, till today. There are some prayers you never graduate on him. He has fallen. So when people are clapping for you, during your triumphant entry, I have taught you, beware. Most people are only clapping for themselves through you. Are we together? You want to last? You want to know why great men go down? I tell you the number one reason is pride. 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 That when you submit yourself to prayer and say, Lord, every time when men look at me, may they see you. Yes, they will acknowledge your hand upon my life. But beyond me, may they see you, may they see your power, and may they see your glory, may they see your wisdom. Let it not be all about Joshua Selman. Let it not be all about Koinonia. And you see, let me tell you, the world that we live, we live in now makes you look like a fool. The moment you project Jesus beyond self, they tell you you are a fool. The way you gain influence is to shout it. Once people... There are people who are not 10 years old in their impact. Five years old in their impact. You celebrate them. You dance around their crowns. And in one year, two years, 10 years perhaps, they've gone. And they're still alive. It is not a good thing. 
From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, your name is to be from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same, yes, your name is to be I'm never tired of sharing with you. My dad here looking at me as sincere people who want to make it for some. Seated looking at me now as sincere people who have made it to a level. And I understand the pressure of wanting, you don't want people to downplay what you stand for. Because we live in a world where there are people who will see the results on your life and still downplay it. And I know sometimes it can be ego stinging. So the pressure to have to prove a point and slap it on people's face that, listen, don't look down on me. I am a millionaire. I am a billionaire. I'm an anointed person. I'm the CEO. But I'm telling you from the lens of wisdom, it is unnecessary. Your passion to remain must exceed your passion to be known. Your passion to remain, to last, must exceed your passion to be known. Write it down, please. Your passion to remain must exceed by far your passion to be known. And on whatever writing material you're using, your passion to last, your passion to remain must by far it must exceed by far your passion to be known. A man can be known and yet not last. But it is difficult to be long within a system and yet not known. Is someone learning why greatness is short-lived? Why glory suddenly turns to shame? Why longevity does not happen for many people? Reason number one, pride what is the solution in all your ways acknowledge him proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6 in all your ways acknowledge him in all your ways in all your results acknowledge him when self wants to use your results to promote to shout it round to say thank you no matter how high you rise hallelujah Every time I thank God for this ministry, I thank God for my life, I say it again and again. Lord, may I never become an idol to a generation such that they forget you to remember me. No. It's a bad bargain. Remember our discussion, previous discussions? I'd rather be forgotten, but if I can make Jesus known, honored, worshipped, respected, at the expense of my being known, it was a good bargain. And don't think I'm just talking because I'm here on stage preaching. No. Pride. Run away from pride. Run away from pride. If it is at work in your life right now, bind it. Cast it. Get it out of your destiny. And say in the name of Jesus, I desire to last. Make up your mind that I will not be the kind of person whose story will be used tomorrow. Lesson to encourage people anytime they want to use somebody. Today, every time we talk about in the Bible, we want to warn young men to last. The individual we use is Samson. Do you know the many great things that Samson did? But simply because of the end of his life, 
everybody forgets that he tore a lion that he did all of these things can i tell you when you go down you will be surprised how people will forget all that you did when you were up hear what i'm telling you when you go down it doesn't matter what you were doing while you were up it will take the mercy of god for men to remember your exploits when you are down Ichabod. we are obtaining grace to last obtaining grace to remain number one pride let's go to number two is god speaking to someone the second reason why ality the inability to continue learning the inability to continue improving first corinthians 8 and verse 2 arrival mentality what is there to know again what is there to learn again what is there to pray about again i have received the highest award do you know that it is often said that for most graduates as soon as they graduate their mental capacity starts declining because the pressure to learn is no longer there and they literally stop growing mentally if any man think that he knoweth anything the bible says he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know you really know real champions because they always carry an unassuming personality ever open to learn but great people who will last is their passion to keep learning they learn from the great they learn from the small they learn from colleagues they learn from superiors they learn from subordinates they remain they, they are students for life the school of wisdom is a school where you will never graduate you are only admitted the day you graduate you graduate into failure arrival mentality the level of light ladies and gentlemen that you need to excel in life and destiny i submit to you by the integrity of scripture there are very few people who have accessed that level of light i've had the honor and the privilege of meeting a few people who have excelled notably in their fields of endeavor and sometimes you will be amazed at the level of intellectual investment they have made and that they keep making whether it oh apostle thank you for transforming us and doing this and then i just look at it and, and i smile i'm grateful on one hand and then i just look at my bible face forward and i continue reading because i have taught you nobody claps for you twice for doing the same thing once you receive the applause for a level of result that is it if you don't grow you will not receive any applause again arrival mentality yesterday's excellence will always be tomorrow's mediocrity yesterday's excellence will always be tomorrow's mediocrity once upon a time owning a typewriter was a breakthrough if you own a typewriter it was proof that you had made it but today you can pack typewriters and give someone and the person will insult you and return it back to you how about Nokia 3310? If I apostle, you mean did I offend you? Why will you give me this? But once upon a time, it was a people stole to get it, people lied to get it. Yesterday's excellence will always be tomorrow's mediocrity, or today's excellence, in fact. 
So you need to be careful that you got an award yesterday does not mean you will get an award tomorrow. Our world is full of people who live in there yesterday. Their arrival mentality kept them there while the world was moving forward. And when you talk, they start giving you stories of yesteryears. I once was the most brilliant person. Are you now? I once was the most intelligent person. Are you now? Those days, I was the one who interpreted for T.L. Osborne. What happened to you now? Celebrating yesterday at the expense of the impact and the exploits of today is it is not working today something is wrong the bible says jesus christ the same yesterday today and forever if he did it yesterday where did you keep him that your result is no longer happening again i used to pray for the sick yesterday thank god but what is happening now there are still sick people today i used to teach yesterday Ah, Job said, oh, that I was in the days of my youth when the secrets of the Lord was upon my tabernacle. Can I tell you, may you never lack testimonies that the only thing you have is yesterday's result. I'm saying it again. May you never lack testimonies that you cannot tell people what God is doing in and through your life today. The only thing you have to say are the things that happened yesterday. I was rich. I was anointed. I was blessed. I was serious. No. Arrival mentality. I'm, I'm passionate about knowing the things and the areas of my ignorance. And when I find an area that I don't know anything about, I don't spare. I don't pity myself because of fatigue. I must drive that ignorance as soon as possible. There is something we call in our world a local champion mentality. Have you heard that kind of thing? Where in a small group of mediocres, you are the highest, perhaps the wisest, perhaps the most enlightened. And this cancer of local champion mentality has destroyed preachers, destroyed business people, destroyed great people. Arrival mentality. Oh, turn to the book of this and the man is watching. What? I already know it. I'm sure. With this way he's going with this revelation, he must talk about first call. You just watch and see. The person who is talking has never healed any destiny. They can comment. They can comment. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. We know. There's more that's found in you. It's in you, Lord. It's in you, Lord. We know there's more that's found in you. Have you seen a group of billionaires or millionaires sitting together? And with all due respect, someone who just shows up in their midst and sits down there. And they are asking somebody a question that this our man has no idea about and he will not let the people who have results answer while they are talking they know, well eh, i don't agree with that exactly what are you saying what have you had <laughs> you, you see how people disgrace them complaining and say well it's not exactly like that <laughs> and then those who really have the anointing are saying okay we are listening and you are just saying rubbish and confusing yourself and making a fool out of your destiny then when it is time to make it happen, 
Usually they step back. May you never be ashamed. Say amen. May you never be ashamed. I rebuke from your life an arrival mentality. Listen. Always have the heart of a learner. I'm teaching you how to last. Who would imagine that the word incarnate, the logos of God at age 12 will humble himself and go to the temple to learn what? From people he created and without him was not anything made that was made. But when he became a man by himself, he went to the dead. He said, I am that I am. And the I am himself is listening and nodding his head. What humility is greater than that? If God can sit down to learn as a man, anybody that refuses to sit down and learn, you have pegged your potential for growth. Hallelujah. Champions learn. They learn all the time. They learn with their hearts opened. They learn with their hearts opened. You know that a man is going to last in life and destiny because of their passion to learn. Hallelujah. One day, someone gave me a book. Not, not, I think maybe just, I don't know if it's a, I think it's some lady wrote one book and just put it as a gift among the gifts they gave me. And, and I opened it and looked at the book. And to be honest with you, it was something I didn't seem to pay attention to, but the topic caught my attention. And I just said, wow, this is interesting. Turn to the back. I kept it, but I was blessed. I remember one time, I think I was looking for a particular, I was just researching on a particular topic, true story. And then I saw a, a video, maybe like five, ten minutes on YouTube. I don't even know the person. And the entire, I'm not sure that it was up to maybe 30 or 40, what do you call that thing? Whether likes or follows. You know, the people listening to him. And then I listened to what the gentleman was saying. And my God, it was five minutes of profound wisdom. Yet nobody was listening. I said, this gentleman now may have known about me and never known that I am part of those who have benefited from him. I'm sure he'll be praying and say, oh God, let me meet this man one day. Not knowing that the man you are praying to meet listened to your five minutes video and was blessed by it. Some of you will never admit it. That you are a big man and say, no, I learned from a little child. Ah, that is, a, that is a, an extinct where did you learn how to cook this nice meal? You know, I have my thing with God. Tell the truth. There is nothing to be embarrassed about, ladies and gentlemen. I went to someone's house and saw, you may say, I saw them cook rice in a way I've never known. I asked a polite question. They taught me, period. Glory be to God, honor to the saints. What is the lie about? An unnecessary expensive lie. Say amen. amen. Arrival mentality. You must fight it. You must fight it. It is the cancer of great men. It is easy to study when you have not become. It is easy to study when men do not know you. But when you get to a point where your results are clear and obvious, can you sit down and listen to someone you trained and learn from him? It is one of the biggest and after me, if I have the time, it doesn't matter whether I train the person, whether we are colleagues, whether it's a father, it doesn't matter. Once the word of God is coming or any platform to dispense wisdom, I listen to it carefully. If there's nothing I can learn, glory be to God. At least I did not waste my time.
are we learning an arrival mentality when you find what you do not know humble yourself and learn humble yourself and learn humble yourself and learn reject an arrival mentality so that the word Ichabod would never be used over your life and your destiny no and I have taught you that everywhere you see greatness respect it when you see greatness especially when you have access to it respect it if I have the honor of meeting any of our fathers of faith the show because there are many things I do not know and you use the opportunity and ask questions many of you would have been wiser if you did not waste your time have you seen people who come for counseling and for 15 minutes they are teaching you they sit down and say well I want to tell you. there's a way God works with me so here's how it works eh? every time January February he speaks to me so God told me and so you are, why are you here you are wasting my time you are wasting the time of other people if you are not here to listen and learn and meanwhile while they are saying all that thing you have x-rayed them by the spirit you have found them wanting on many grounds and yet they will not listen then at the end they say well i just felt it in my spirit it always comes once in a while to agree with me agree with you leave this place you are not ready to receive not ready to receive you are in trouble you are owing you are in debt you are confused you are oppressed and you are saying agree with you what is there to agree about always give yourself to continuous learning first timothy chapter 4 15 and 16 first timothy 4 15 and 16 meditate upon these things the bible says give yourself wholly not half-heartedly wholly to them that thy profiting may appear unto all verse 16 take heed unto yourself and to doctrine continue in them for in doing this, you shall save both yourself and them that hear you. May I never get to a point as a man of God where I feel I've arrived. I've known all the mysteries. I've known everything it takes. No. The victor's path, the champion's path is the path of continuous learning. Don't just learn from fathers don't just learn from contemporaries and teach there are things it is those under you one day you will be listening to a, a program something from someone perhaps someone you raised and you will hear the person communicate a dimension of truth in an interesting way and that becomes what ushers you to study hallelujah praise the name of the lord number three why is greatness short-lived why is there no longevity of impact in the life of many are you ready for number three distractions and compromises distractions and compromises galatians 5 7 to 9 distractions ye did run well galatians 5 7 who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth ye did run well it says this persuasion cometh not from him who calls you that means you have something has happened to you this is not how you started you have exposed yourself to another influence the last verse a little living 
leaveneth the whole lump. Do you know what he's saying? The character of Satan is that all he needs is to introduce something small. The leaven, what do they call leaven in our day's day? Yeast. Thank you. You don't put the yeast the same size as the flour, but you just put it as little as it is and watch the wonder it will cause the entire dough to rise. That's what he's saying there. A little leaven, leaven at the whole lump. Distractions. Philippians chapter 3, please. 13 to 15. Brethren, Paul is speaking. I count myself. I count not 14. I press. Someone say, I press. Let your destiny hear you. Say, I press. I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. 15. Let us therefore, he says, as many as are matured, be thus minded. You must have a mentality that you must press. No distraction. There are two dimensions to distractions. Number one, getting into areas beyond the scope of your grace is why great people go down. The first part of distraction is getting into areas beyond the scope of your grace. Ephesians 4 verse 7. A painful lesson in that area was learned in the life of John the Baptist. John the Baptist was not a marriage counselor. Area of his grace. No power could touch him. But when he veered off and now started talking about matters beyond the scope of his grace, his head went for it. The Bible says, but unto every one of us, listen, is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. There are men of God, there are business people, there are great people today whose downfall started. Not necessarily because of anything they did wrong, but they veered off and began to communicate along areas where grace was not given. Are we together? Yeah. This is very important distraction so god gives people mandates i'm not just talking in ministry god gives people assignments and chances are excellent you see the deception of greatness is because once grace is on you whatever you are doing becomes so easy you will think every other age, perhaps about the dynamics of prayer one of the the major trouble in the body of christ today is because everybody believes he has authority to teach on everything so people stand, I can teach excellently well in an area and you will be surprised at the rubbish I will teach in another area. The ability to discern your area of grace and stay there with all humility, it profits you and then it profits the body. Are we together? No matter how much I teach on relationship and family and whatever, I will never understand marriage and relationship like a woman like mommy um, Funke Adejimo and then my dear friend and brother Pastor Kingsley and his wife. It's a grace God gave them. By the time you now feel, I can do it. I can do all things. You see, that statement is within the will of God. Are, are, are we learning now? And we come up with misleading information. When you function within the area of grace, the grace given to you insists that you remain accurate within that area. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> there are people who get up and make expensive risks in their lives that ruin their ministries they just get up and produce posters healing meetings they go online and copy the poster that Benny Hinn used to advertise his, his meeting healing meeting expect this and that and they stand and shout and vow if anybody leaves here sick except i'm not a man of god and the sick people say wow this is wonderful we're in a good place then at the end of the grace after praying for, if you are healed come out nobody comes out you sing praise and worship i mean just check nobody should they lie they were not healed are we together Many people claim things they don't have grace to defend. Distractions. Can I tell you? Be comfortable where God has kept you and serve with excellence. Never be intimidated. You are only a king within your kingdom. Don't enter another person's kingdom and fight the throne. No. In your kingdom, there is a throne for you. There is a seat for you. There is a crown for you. There is a scepter for you. Remain there. And then respect other kingdoms that you do not have access to. Hallelujah. A gentleman with, with now just, just jokingly, I believe a nice young gentleman, he sent me a text and said, Apostle, I want you to impart grace upon me. I, wanted, I was wondering, how does that happen? He said, now, you will write a number of songs and not know which one to raise because it's not about having songs. This thing is of the spirit. There is a grace. There are people who try to sing and you know you are saying, what, why now? You would have just done whatever you are doing. Hallelujah. And then there are many, many worshippers who now try to preach too. And they sing beautifully and then they say, okay, let me share something. And you are like, ah, why did you do that? You would have just stayed where God called you. Why did you now scatter everything again? This thing is about grace. Oh, if it is not on this, your head is not there. It's as simple as that. In the name of Jesus Christ. Distraction. So the first area of distraction is not, is getting into areas beyond the scope of your grace. You must be careful. God never sends a man to do everything. God never, Lord, but your heart is not your brain. You can have a healthy heart and have something called brain damage you will see act like a fool even though your heart is empty am i right on that your heart may have a problem and your brain is still working well you will not even just act like a fool you will die immediately so the various parts of your body have their function and the reason why the whole organism functions well is because the parts of the body limit themselves if i need to pick something by mistake um, you know I'm, my hands are full I may use my mouth to hold the phone but the mouth is not designed to carry things there are times you may need to veer off temporarily because of something you need to do but the hand is at its best when it is reaching and holding not walking if you use the hand to walk you will frustrate the hand it was not built to walk it was built to reach it was built to hold are we together we're discussing the third reason why people's greatness is short-lived distraction and compromises the a part is getting into areas beyond the current scope of your grace and then number two not protecting our focus 
and pursuits. Acts chapter 6 please from verse 1. If you do not create systems and structures to protect your focus, eventually you will find out that you are doing many things. There are people who are doing many things in ministry, in business, in career, in destiny, and they are honestly not making any progress. As we say, jack of all trades, master of none. Acts 6 verse 1. In those days, watch this now, when the number of the disciples was multiplied. So this problem came as a result of increase, multiplication. There arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because the reason that we should leave, watch this, leave the word of God and serve tables. Those are two kinds of ministries. Serving table is not a lesser ministry. The apostles were given the ministry of the word and prayer. And now, because an issue came as a result of the increase, they came and met them and said, listen, come and discuss this issue. Some women have been neglected. There is tribalism going on here. There is all kinds of things going on here. And the apostles said, no. Verse, verse 2 now or 3. We should leave. We shouldn't leave the walk. Don't distract our focus. He says, wherefore these are the apostles they were secured enough to say listen it's not incompetence is that if we find ourselves in an area where grace was not given we will be distracted and majors will become minors and minors will become majors it says wherefore brethren look ye among this business but as for us verse 4 we will give ourselves continually say continually Say continually. We will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. I like this. Very inspiring. I submit to you with every sense of humility. There are many people, many men of God especially. Their troubles started when the church expanded too much. They stopped being preachers and became administrators. Because now, millions and billions are coming into the account. Now, um, international guests are flying from all over. And now, sometimes, we men of God can be so insecure, we don't trust anybody. And we feel, I have to supervise this finance by myself. How much entered there? And before you know it, it's Sunday again. And you come to preach and say, let's just sing whatever comes from God. And you find out everything. You must know your area of grace and give people within the vision room under your supervision to bring out their best. Are we together? There are certain roles in this ministry. If I were the one playing it, I probably would have produced a disaster out of it. Koinonia is not excelling today just because Joshua Selman is a visionary person. It is a composite of many people's intelligence together. Are you getting the point now? Yes, it is true. And if you cannot understand and accept this, you would destroy your organization. It's why most organizations don't last. There are people who set up businesses and allow intelligent people to come and run it. They own the business, but they don't lead the business. They are humble enough to be advised, to be counseled as to how the business should go. Imagine if I'm the one who is decorating this stage for you. <laughs> I know you like me because you are hearing me preach. It's because I'm staying in my area of grace. Give me the assignment of fixing this flower and you'll be surprised. 
my first question is is it necessary are you in church to see flowers you see my mindset so i will remove everything now and say you are not serious or i'll tell somebody put the picture of one big bible open it to maybe someone leave it there every sunday that's what you will see because my passion is to make sure you receive the word what is my business with the flower or the color no put get this you know this kind of bible that looks like cake this big bible someone as you entered every sunday you will keep seeing it you love the word but you are tired of the atmosphere no creativity so you step out of the way and allow those god grant together you are a great leader here can i tell you begin to examine the core area of your call and start raising people who function in every other area that is not around your core assignment so that your life becomes efficient efficient moses was about to kill himself until god gave him a strategy this guy was counseling people from morning till night moses would have died a natural he would have just died like that and god told him no 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 jethro his father-in-law gave him a counsel and said no go and appoint people set up a structure there are major issues that are your business train other people listen as a leader if you are not training people you are destroying your future you can't know too much to not need people you will always need people for as long as you are alive hallelujah create structures with all due respect and this is my personal opinion i don't think a man of god who is really called into ministry should have all the time every to be everywhere doing everything you are in every club you are in every group you go and watch football on on saturday and then on sunday morning quickly before you run to church and then after that you are doing this one you are you are distracted by so many things all things are lawful but not all things are expedient it's always said there are those who watch movies but there are those who are the movie themselves that are being watched hallelujah many people are busy doing so many things no hallelujah <laughs> many many years ago my friend and look for people i can pray for you i can so go and do your thing he said will i mind it's not pride i just told him i said no 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 there is an honor that priesthood carries you think whatever you want to think it's just the truth are we together yes if you see me stand by junction to your house prizing hot corn by myself and say madam i'm arguing and i'm touching the thing i'm cleaning and say about this and that i know you will just laugh but something will affect you you will just say no it's unnecessary not at this level there are some things that are not pride is wisdom to protect your focus are we together now yes there are people who god has lifted but they will go for weddings and you see them dragging souvenir dragging rice saying i have four children you gave me two come on come on i obtain grace to protect my focus there are a few times by the grace of god that you will see me 
come here. I think it's only maybe once, twice. Usually it's during the graduation of the School of Ministry students. I don't come here to come and check. Have they said the sound well? No. If we're starting ministry, that's fine. But at this level, systems have been created. There are great, loyal, faithful, and gifted people that God has brought in this ministry. And I allow them to do their work while I settle down to bring you the word. Are we together now? Yes. That's why when I come, I sit down quietly. As they are taking the testimonies, I sit down quietly and, and receive. As my precious worship team people are leading worship, I sit down and allow them. Mine is to create the, the, a template for them and it's the assignment to stay with God. Imagine if I was the one giving them that autonomy to stay with God. Yours is to teach them to be spiritual and how to receive. Hallelujah. Protect your focus. There are levels in life where not... And I'm saying it to... Down to many, there are certain things at your level. If God has honestly lifted you, they will become distractions. Like washing your car by yourself. You would think it's humility, but there is a way if God has lifted you. That two hours to wash your car or three hours to wash your clothes. You are blessed. Look for somebody, employ somebody, take it to a dry cleaner and have the time to pray and focus on what you should do. It's as simple as that. There are things in my life I will never do again. I can do them, but I will not do them. It's a distraction. Don't copy me if you are starting. I wash my clothes, so I did everything by myself before I started. I'm bringing this balance because sometimes people hear... If you are learning, say amen. amen. Listen. Become comfortable with greatness and create a system to protect it without feeling bad are we together yes great people last because they unclutter their lives they remove things that are unnecessary and settle with the things that are necessary necessary as busy as i am i'm busy doing few things that are very necessary and very required and if you are a good and nice and kind person, God will always send people who help you. Their assignment is to protect your focus and to make your life easier. That's why it's good to be kind and loving. You will always find available people. People you do not even have to pay. On their own and by themselves, they will be So number one, why greatness is short-lived is pride. Number two, arrival mentality. Number three, distractions and compromises and then number four are you ready the fourth reason why many great people fall from grace to grass i put here violating your winning strategy violating your winning strategy is the reason why great people fail violating your winning strategy either the strategy god gave you or the strategy that was built after years of discipline, sacrifice, and investment. Show me a man who violates your winning strategy. You will not last again. This is true for ministry. This is true for business. This is true for every area in life. Violating your winning strategy. Either divinely inspired and victory is always strategy dependent. Exploits and victory is always strategy dependent. 
See every home that is excelling today. Wonderful children, great spouse. There is a strategy. The moment they begin to violate the strategy, there will be problem. See a student who is excelling academically, returning back with great results. There is a strategy that keeps them producing that result. Are we together? See a bank, a restaurant, even a church. In business, we call it quality control systems. So that you do not veer off to maintain excellence, to maintain delivery. Hallelujah. The question, remember what I taught you? That it is the will of God plus the strategy to bring that will to pass that is equal to victory. If the only thing you have is the will of God and you do not have a strategy given by God, the way that we run Koinonia is a strategy God gave. It's not something that was just invented. But there are aspects of running this ministry, for instance, that is a product of gleaning from the mind of intelligent people who have built organizations that have lasted. No system fails when they respect their winning strategy. Leaders, let me teach you this. Beware of people who come into your vision with their own strategy. No. If it is Goliath you want to bring down, don't assume he will fall by despair. Goliath is a warrior too. You need to stay with God. Consult him. There is no major decision that happens in this ministry, no matter how intelligent it is, that I will not pray about. After all the data and everything is brought, okay, beautiful, just give me some time. I have to go to God. Father, this is your vision. This is your work. This is what we have. What do you have to say about it? If God is silent, I keep quiet until the day he speaks. Is someone learning now? Don't just celebrate success within your organization. Teach everybody who is part of your organization. Your organization can mean your home. It can mean your church. Teach them why you win. Don't just allow them enjoy that you are winning. Please hear me. Teach your children why you win. Teach them why there is always money in that house. Teach them why the presence of God is always mighty in us. Why has God so elevated this vision? If you teach them, they will preserve it. If you don't, they will lose it. Especially when you are not there. Are we together? So you have children. Listen to my message, redefining inheritance. There are many children whose parents only made them enjoy success. They did not teach them the winning strategy. What did daddy do to become so wealthy? Even though he was not an educated man. Ah, he was a man who understood honor. Now you are giving your son all the millions and billions and not teaching him the law of honor. He will soon lose it. I told you that one of the major inheritance that parents give children is their mindset. The first thing to transfer is not money. Transfer your conviction. Violating their winning strategy. Why has God lifted us this way? Why has God lifted his name in and through our lives this way? And then you help the people. Listen, let me give you a secret. Whether it's in church 
whether it's in whatever it is no matter how gifted people are if they come to join your vision let them learn why you win don't just absorb people to come with their ideas if they are not humble to learn why you win then they can enjoy it from afar but they should not come and destroy what you are doing this is what is called the doctrine of Balaam. He makes the presence of God fight you by doing something that compromises on your winning strategy. Let me show you one scripture. Perhaps God is speaking to someone. If the glory that was once upon your life has departed, go back and check. There was something God gave you as a unique formula for your victory. Man of God, it's not a ritual, it's a strategy. It may not apply to you, but it's his way of demonstrating before the nations that God sent me. I am not God myself. He will fly across the globe and you will still see him hold his instrument of worship. And he will kneel down, raise a song or two, worship his God and stand up and teach. And you will see that even in old age, he's fat and flourishing spreading across the globe and another ignorant young man you, there are people who have different there are others as soon as they come they turn to the back of their seats and kneel down and pray it's not a ritual there are strategies that god gives people there are things i do before the miracle service there are things i do before every service there are unique covenants that i have with god the moment you forget what keeps power on your head samson the secret to your strength is your hair not enough to understand the anointing God has given you. Understand what keeps it. Understand what builds it. Businessman, there are people who have become billionaires today, not because of some intelligence necessarily, but God gave them a secret. Every time they are about to go and bid for a contract, they may take a day they will fast, they will roll, they will speak, sing worship. Others will just meet a man of God who speaks to them. That is their winning strategy. It's not a strategy for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me. If you see men go from grace to grass, they have violated the strategy God gave them to win. There is what we are doing as a ministry to the glory of God that keeps this ministry rising, you see. And for as long as we walk in keeping with it, for as and with all their soul, 13, that whatsoever, whosoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman, 14. And they swear unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. And all Judah rejoiced at the oath. It was beyond a desire. It was a covenant. For they had sworn with all their heart. And sought him with their whole desire. And the Bible says he was found of them. What was the result? And the Lord gave them rest round about. I think it was God's servant Bishop Oedipo who said. When Covenant University started. On the day that they were going to do the commissioning, the dedication, that the Lord told him to lie down flat on the ground and hand the main meeting starts. One of the things we did was as a workforce, all of us got down on our knees and we handed over the conference to God. 
you are the only one who can change the heart of men you are the only one who can heal you are the only one who can deliver is a strategy God gave in all your ways acknowledge him so you will see an ordinary mother she may not have everything but she has a covenant with God God would tell her mama pray from 12 to 2 every day without fail that is your secret for as long as you do this you will never beg the woman may not know much but once it's 12 on the dot mama may be tired but she remembers that there is a winning strategy and she's praying she's done that for 10 years 20 years one day her once forgotten son now becomes a oh i just returned from harvard nonsense come let me show you something when you were born god told me you will be great and god said to make that prophecy come to pass there are families their their winning strategy is that they covenanted with god that any missionary that comes around any area maybe their village they must provide a room have you seen that kind of thing some of your parents did it and you may not know why the children today regardless how stubborn they are god still blesses them god is a covenant keeping god oh let me tell you the truth hmm. hallelujah praise the name of the lord yes if you will let men see me there is nothing i will not give you fine the day i stop men from seeing the lord it's not that he will judge me it is that the covenant itself was designed to bring you down so if i not every preacher may be comfortable talking like me and being so vulnerable like me and i respect it i don't know what covenant god gave them but as for me the nations must see jesus through my life and i'm not ashamed it has nothing to do with my reputation or my ego the results show that i'm not a fool for allowing the nation see jesus is someone learning i remember one great businessman a billionaire businessman we had the privilege of ministering in a conference together and then he was talking and we had an opportunity to just share and he was telling me he said listen there's a sacrifice there are things i do with god that translates to the things you see including unbelievers they have covenants that they keep do you know that every time you see greatness somebody is doing something somewhere that is not normal that is not natural hallelujah with all due was a sacrifice something that happened years ago the lord gave me an instruction didn't have much he said to empty the account of this ministry zero zero naira when that happened of course it was a test it didn't reach seven days and god came through in a way and he had vowed that forever this ministry will never beg is the truth is the truth hallelujah so there are people who do not behind please if there is anything you must learn today behind every sustainable result there are winning strategies don't think people just excel like that no 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 with all due respect i will tell you every time i have had the honor of meeting our father in the lord that as old as that man is you would think he's weak and tired service is going on and he's in his office praying praying in tongues for a long time and afterwards he gets up 
and is ready to come out one declaration there is somebody here this and that and people say amen and you see people return with children as if they stole them and you'll be wondering thinking what happened can i tell you sincerely god honors covenants hallelujah i remember the time i emptied my account like empty everything because i love the lord i said lord this is for you no coercion no manipulation there is nothing that you give me that i will not give you don't just covet people's results there are winning strategies and if god tells you please make sure you keep it how can a global ministry like this be going on break what if you don't come back I'm just saying it is suicidal from from an honest standpoint no man of God does that kind of thing that God has helped you now you want to create sorrow for yourself again but if it's a strategy he gave until he changes it it will not stop how can a ministry this size and has never held this convention with literally millions of followers across the globe you must be a madman to not do that but that is the foolishness of obedience Listen, I'm speaking to someone. You started a business with God and you vowed before God, prosper me. 50% goes for me, 50% goes for the ministry. You did it the first year, you became a billionaire immediately. Now when the Holy Spirit comes, mm, don't disturb me. When I said that Nigeria was alright. Okay. Never. When we were having the conference, let me make reference to it again. You can imagine such size of people and God comes to me while praying and he says I want to make a statement there is a, a negative narrative that they've had about the church I want to correct that statement and because of that number one you will not collect offering nor mention money all through the course of that conference how do you pay the bills you have no idea ladies and gentlemen how much was spent for that conference you are wise you use your mind And then a workforce of over 2,000 people, you are to feed them also. Bless the people, return back. No talk of money, no nothing. Yes, sir. It is your work. This is the strategy. It was the violation of strategy that too much to leave them die. There are times that your compassion can be used by the devil to destroy people. You know how God helped you to stand when the people especially the people around you if they are violating the spiritual secrets that make for strength love them but correct them in love that was the mistake of eli there would never have been a mention of ichabod he would have called those boys to say listen my dear sons i'm a judge in israel now for 30 something years getting to 40. my secret with god was a b c d why did God jump Eli's sons and went to Samuel? Because I'm sure God gave them a grace period and saw that these boys were not interested in repentance, conversion, nor his program. If you never believe that God collects the bishopric of people, you have not read your Bible well. Just because, hallelujah, your winning strategy. For someone, your life was built on sacrifice. Don't stop it. 
because you have now become great don't stop it your life was built on prayer your life was built on the word there are some of you you have a covenant with god every time it is two or three days to your birthday you go for a retreat now that you are a big man make sure people do not distract you when it's your birthday they will say um they slaughtered chicken or cow will you die if you don't eat it they should eat it on your behalf with love after you meet with god or they should they should refrigerate it for you you will eat it after the retreat you go back to your god and your maker lord i am here again i started meeting with you when i was 18 years i am now 50 years and god will say you are still coming yes sir i'm still here i have given you global visibility you are still here yes sir and god crying aa allen amen was crying for the healing anointing he said god how, what does it take to carry the healing anointing he went inside the room he looked at his wife and said honey you will not see me again for the next one week don't feel bad i i will not come out until god speaks to me he entered and shut the door and prayed and cried and god gave him seven secrets he said if you keep this secret there is no sickness you will not heal he came out rejoicing and told his wife, I found it. Found it. When you see men do the things that they do, I remember, truthfully speaking, those days when I would see men of God, park stadiums, park meetings, it, it looked to me as if, as, how, do, it, how do these guys get people to even hear them? I mean, in my naive, do, is it publicity they use? What does it take for people to come as creations? There is someone God is calling you today and saying there was something you did that you never lacked. Anytime your money is about to finish, God will wake somebody. But now you are literally begging. You are a shadow of your yesterday. Return back to your covenants. There is a winning secret God gave you. I'm telling you this as a prophetic word. God is saying return back. Return back to the covenants. There are people who were once powerful. They are no longer powerful. No. Zero power. It's gone. Worship people. Some of you, the secret behind your receiving songs was to lock yourself at least a few minutes a few hours in a week that's your time with god you carry your keyboard eyes and nobody will listen to it because the presence factor is missing who am i speaking to someone needs to repent god is showing you this is why your glory has gone down this is why your glory has gone down this is why the glory of your ministry has gone down this is why your impact has gone down once the presence factor is missing once the winning formula is missing there are things you must keep doing to keep seeing the glory there are things you must keep doing to keep seeing the glory hallelujah at the beginning of every year without fail there are things i do there are every new year from an old year praying in tongues it's tongues that transits from 12 to that new year 
that I've, if for any reason I have missed it, maybe it's not once, maybe I was in a meeting until the next year came. New year, 31st to 1st, no, you can't be playing. As soon as that year lands, I'm commanding January already. I'm commanding February. Because in this ministry, by 6, 31st of December, 6 p.m. on the dot, West African time, the prophetic word for the next year comes. So once we go on break, as we are enjoying break, me, I'm not doing break. I'm waiting before God to say, what is the, 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 the leading for the next year? And before the 30th or 28th to 30th, there must be. Now, there are people who don't believe in prophetic words. Hallelujah. It's in this kind of atmosphere. I lie down in his presence. Lord, there are millions of people depending on this direction. What are you saying, oh God? What are you saying, oh God? Turn the plates upside down. You are signing your register for the relevance of the next season. Just because you are relevant now, I tell you, believe this, does not mean you will remain relevant. I have seen people with all humility rise at the cutting edge of ministry, at the cutting edge of business. You would never imagine, with all due respect, there are musicians today, worshippers today, you almost don't know where they are again. But here, don't just be allowing people clap for you and say, ah, you are a powerful man of God. You are joking. You are just two years in ministry and you are bragging. You don't know the challenges and the, and the mountains. Even those who are standing, they were shaken. Talk less of you that is already shaking without a wind. Take away that pride and sit down and say, Lord, what is the formula you are giving me? There is a covenant I have with God. It is impossible for me to lack what to preach on Sunday. It's not just because of study. I tell you this. It is a covenant with God. There are things I do with God. What he wants the people to hear on Sunday must be there on time. If you think it is easy, go and be preparing six messages every week. You will be tired one day. You will preach everything you know and you'll be tired. But not when you are standing on this. You will never beg and never borrow till Jesus comes. This is not about prosperity. Oh, this. No, 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 no. 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 Is someone learning? In one minute, I'd like you to raise a cry from heaven and say, Father, grace upon my life where have i thrown away my winning formula you gave it to me in the secret this is what made me a millionaire you gave it to me in the secret and i conquered the financial realm right now my world is shaking thou son of david have mercy on me someone pray someone pray Someone pray. Someone pray. Behind the exploits of men in destiny, there are secrets, there are covenants.
Take a minute to pray. Skata prakata balakata bos. Skada balanta bakaso prakata balakosiata. For in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Never forget this secret. If you do not want to answer the name Ikabod in your lifetime, find out the secrets behind your glory and protect it. Sit down. Number five. Are you ready? I sense that there's going to be a might that ye should do and the glory of the Lord shall appear unto you. You want to see the power of God? You want to walk in signs and wonders? There are things if you do not understand, it will remain like a movie. This thing is not magic. Not everybody is fake. No. Hallelujah. Number five. Let's hurry up. These two points, there are two points remaining. And please, I want you to pay attention. Especially for those watching online. I want you to listen right now. If you think the fourth point was powerful, wait till you hear what I'm about to say. Number five. The fifth reason why greatness is short-lived. I will not forget, Lord, your benefits. I will not forget, Lord, your benefits. Let me not forget, Lord, your benefits. I will not forget, Lord, your benefits. Unaddressed weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Write it and please listen. If you are a great man here, whether you are in ministry especially, please, I want you to listen to me. I have something to tell you. Unaddressed weaknesses and vulnerabilities. I preached a message many years. I found only one reason why revivals die. It's called the humanity of men. The fact that the vessels that spearhead that revival are humans, it is the reason why the revival dies. Listen to this. I heard a man of God say this years ago that any weakness unaddressed will eventually destroy you. It is not weaknesses and vulnerabilities that destroy men. It is weaknesses and vulnerabilities that are unaddressed. Hallelujah. Can I tell you the truth? Every man born of a woman has weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Vulnerabilities means there are things you are easily given to. And it does not necessarily have to be sinful. It's just that it can be used against you. Are we together? Yes. What you are hearing. There are people, their weakness is anger and offense. If the devil wants to destroy them, one thing triggers anger 
an offense. They can boil even as men of God. They can boil even as whatever it is. And as I'm praying, any spirit of anger here that has trapped anyone's life, in the name of Jesus, I command that spirit to leave you now. I call that spirit by name and I command it to leave you now. Listen, our miracle service has started. Oh, this one is, is not till next week again. Sit down. Listen, there are people, their weakness is an increase. It's the devil that calls their name and ushers them. They are happy. It's a weakness. Listen to me. Do you know how the spirit of seduction works? The character of seduction is that that temptation has no power over you until it can connect with something that is already within you. If Jesus is not hungry, telling him turn these stones to bread will be a useless temptation because it, there is nothing within him that can relate to that. Are we together now? One of the ways that spirits manipulate men, watch this. One of the ways that people become victims of spirits is they are called trigger points in the spirit. So when the devil wants to come into a family, they study the couple or they study the children. What is the weakness that becomes a gateway into this family? If it is lost, they will position a way of entering it. If it's money, they will do something to crash the finances. Weaknesses and vulnerabilities don't care whether you're a man of God. Don't care whether you're a businessman. Don't care whether you're a child. Don't care whether you are educated. If you become honest with yourself and deal with them, you have found your key to remaining. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Weaknesses and vulnerabilities. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Watch this. Let us lay aside every what? And the sin. That means not everything that this sin is not the only thing that destroys you. For those who think it's only sin, no, there are weights, weaknesses, vulnerabilities. There are people bring any profit for you before you pursue them. There are people today who drink, and it's not that it brings any satisfaction, it's that they just found themselves bound by it. You don't like what I'm saying? Listen, no. weaknesses and vulnerability among the many things you must know about yourself is what can bring you down so that it becomes your prayer point did you hear what i said you must find out what can bring you down and start crying before the lord roll like a madman and say lord help me before i destroy my destiny there are people today the cancer that can bring them down is offense so every time the devil wants to cause problem, he will make them to not be recognized in a place or create something. And they say, me, me, politicians. That's how they get to actually believe that because they've not gotten into any trouble, they are free. 
moral trouble, economic trouble, and when it has to do with weaknesses, bar, nobody has the right to point hands at everybody. Everybody lies down before God. You would have looked at the young boy, David. In that boy was a murderer. Would you have believed that in that fine young man, ladies, that's the kind of man you would have wanted to marry. Yet, if, if I told you you are about to marry a murderer, you would not believe it. David for you. Just because people have not acted out their lust does not mean they are free from it. Somebody who does not have God forbid me, even if it's one billion and they call things they don't know anything about. Instead of them to say, mercy, oh God, one billion, I will not leave Jesus for it. And then you are not paid salary for three months. And by yourself, you start scrolling your phone. You call X everything, the end of it, you say, ah, look, anytime you feel you are standing, you are already on your way going down. The only reason why we stand, I am telling you, is by the mercy of God. And the earlier you accept this bar, the better for you. There are many arrogant people who have made noise like this to their detriment. And today they have become a disaster to the nations. Vulnerabilities. An obsession for fame. There are people who love the Lord, oh, but this obsession for fame, they would do anything to promote themselves to be famous. It is your assignment to be honest with yourself. What are my vulnerabilities? Now that there's no money in many places, that's when you will know people's vulnerabilities. How do you know vulnerabilities when trouble comes? There are people who love God, but they can do anything doable. Let your imagine, and the thing backfires. Then eventually someone will say, no, I didn't take that risk for nothing. It is your responsibility under God. The moment you attain the state of greatness, I taught you, there are three groups of people who will always come to you. Remember our teaching yesterday, um, last week, wicked people, let's recap, selfish people, and ignorant people and you must be aware of these people it is for you to begin to pray lord help me in the name of jesus lord show me mercy many people today have been destroyed perpetually their bishopric has even been taken their relevance has gone hallelujah when i was writing this writing out all of these things there was one one weakness that stood out and the Lord told me talk about it is called offense I want you to listen hallelujah with growth and increase comes the awareness of honor comes the awareness of shame comes the awareness of disappointment comes the awareness of embarrassment there are people who have no business feeling ashamed or pained except because they have risen to a point that is now notable. Acts chapter 24 and verse 16. Acts 24, 16. Give it to us. It says, and hearing do I exercise myself. Is that in your Bible? To have always a conscience void of offense towards God and towards men. It is possible for a man to be in this state void of offense towards God void of offense towards men there are preachers today hating one another oh my beloved brethren 
God is speaking to you now. Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Is that in your Bible? Verse 20. For the wrath of man walketh not the righteousness of God. He already told you. No matter how anointed you are, when you allow this cancer of offense to eat into your heart, you will be surprised at the many things that you will do as a result. There are offended preachers, offended businessmen, offended parents, offended spouses. And you see, the pain from offense can be so deep, you can feel it physically. You know how you feel um, like peptic ulcer or something? You literally feel as if they are piercing you with a knife. There are people who cannot sleep. Do you know what he would have done? He would have probably gathered them one by one and slaughtered them one by one. Number one, for collecting my coat of many colors, putting me in a well and selling me for 30 shekels, I will slaughter all of you one by one. When the brothers discovered that Joseph, that they wanted to kill, was now prime minister, they were afraid. And he said, set the table before them, let them eat. He said, you meant it for evil. Ah, what's that song? You take what the enemy meant for evil and, and turn it for good. You turn it for good. Sing it one more time. You take what the enemy You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Hallelujah. If you don't repent, from that they will see mentality they will see vulnerability and obtain grace to deal with it there are preachers when they get angry they can box physically i'm not talking of report you to police by themselves they will box you and beat you what happened you called him joshua selman instead of apostle joshua selman that's what warranted that, that, that boxing. Hallelujah. There are men, if, they are, if their wife say, honey, you say you are stupid. Honey, better call me by my name. Call me daddy. It's not for me to dictate what you should do in your home. But it's unfortunate. Easy things that bring offense. Can I tell you the truth? If you know God, you will not keep men in your heart. With that bam, healing comes. Is someone learning? Can I tell you? When I see young men in ministry talking about fathers and talking about other people and shouting and carrying a false sense of holiness, sometimes I just lay my hand on my chest. And I pray a sincere prayer for them. I say, oh God, please help these people. You've never held one million, never held ten naira, and you are shouting, making stupid noise. And there are people, they have not, there are certain circles if God brings you into, you have to go back and go and pray a prayer of repentance in case. Most people have no idea what honor can do. Most people have no idea what liftings can do. I told you last week, that is the reason why you see the older... Hmm. 
instead of you to discern what he's saying you are there shouting as a young man hallelujah discern your vulnerabilities discern your weaknesses there are people who cannot see women there are people who cannot see men there are people who cannot see pleasure once they see a nice car something in them starts shaking who is the owner of this car i must know the person huh nice house there are people who are almost getting arrested right now because they can go and lie down on somebody's car just because they want to claim it it's not just your desire to have it sometimes it is lost are we together most times offense comes when expectations are disappointed sometimes offense comes when your lost is not git and create systems by grace to protect yourself there are others your weakness is food it sounds funny food gluttony ah, except you don't see food you will misbehave no matter what you are wearing once food comes around you lose your 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 uh, uh, dignity lose your decorum and you will fight you are sweating trying to make sure you get one and get another one oh the remaining the juice and you 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 become disoriented in the presence of food you can collect food from children and you are laughing while you are eating their food it's lost gluttony Are we learning lay your hands on your head don't pray yet just lay your hands on it. lay your hands on your head and cry thou son of David have mercy upon me have mercy upon me have mercy upon me I was broke the other day you may say I found myself trying to arrange a preacher to come and preach and manipulate members and raise money for me because I need to pay my rent. This issue of finances, Lord, help me before it tears me into pieces. Go ahead and pray. Nothing to be ashamed of. This is church. For some of you, your weakness is lying. Once you open your mouth, 80% of what you are saying is not the truth. Even if you swear by the name of the Lord, you are still lying and say Lord help me I've changed myself and my destiny lying on stage as a preacher in the name of Jesus exaggerating things and telling lies people have forged documents today forged all kinds of including Christians simply because they are looking for opportunities oh ladies and gentlemen lift your voice and pray ask God to show mercy What's that your rest on me song again? Find a comfortable key and sing that rest on me song again. Please pray for one minute.
you did not address this seeing that we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses it says let us lay aside every weight and the sin that doth easily beset us and to run with perseverance give yourself an assignment if you need to take a day off to cry before God go and cry before God you can't lie to God roll on the ground and say your majesty this is me coming before you I want to last help me hallelujah can I give you the last one Ichabod obtaining grace to last what is the sixth and final reason why many many people have their greatness short-lived it's wrong ministry is still right everything is happening right business is still right everything is happening right but you have stopped getting the result you are preaching with the fire you preached yesterday but the impact is no longer the same you are singing the songs you used to sing yesterday but the impact is no longer the same you still have the finances you had yesterday but the impact is not the same here is the problem loss of passion and fire for God second chronicles 26 5 Uzziah and he sought God in the days of Zechariah who had understanding in the visions of God ladies and gentlemen my Bible says as long as he sought the Lord God made him to prosper as long as he sought the Lord can I tell you and I mean this from the depth of my heart and I don't say it from anything sometimes what you are saying may not change but because there is a disconnect between your love life and that of Jesus what you are saying may be right but the impact is no longer right is someone learning there are many pastors that stop working with God and they are only working for God working for God Revelation chapter 2, 4 and 5. Loss of passion and fire. Nevertheless, speaking about the church in Ephesus, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. What is his recommendation? Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly watch this and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except that genuine passionate love for Jesus I had a busy schedule all through last week and when I returned thank God for many of you and I appreciate your love and concern you know sending text messages and say apostle how do you rest you know this and that and that and as much as I appreciate it, I have made a covenant with God and with my life. I am motivated by my love for Jesus. I don't have to do the things I do. On Wednesday now, I'm in Lagos with Pastor Nat, the Oasis Conference. Wednesday, Thursday. From there, I head to Asaba. Friday, Saturday again. Then I'm back on Sunday. Me for you. Love. Say love. There are things only love can make you do there is a level of growth it's no longer about money it's no longer about fame all those points have been proven the only thing that motivates you to continue 
when every point can be spent for him because I truly love him. I'm not just serving him. No. If he gives me an instruction today to close Koinonia and stop ministry, I will ask the media to do a video for me before the whole world. I will say, oh world, you know how much I've served God and how much I love you people. But right now, the one who was with me when you did not know me has given me an instruction. And that's the end of it. Do you love him that much? <laughs> the proof that you love him is what you can lay down for him. Love is not talk. I love you. I love you. Our world has disregarded that statement called love. When we say love now, it means many things to people to a point that it does not hold any value again. Can I tell you? The real proof of love is what you can lay down. Not what you can say. Greater love had no man than this. Than a man laid down. The stage belongs to him. The mic belongs to him. The people belong to him. The wisdom belongs to him. The power belongs to him. The influence belongs to him. Koinonia Global belongs to him. May nobody in this ministry, beginning from me, ever take the place of God. Say amen. May nobody ever get to a point where we push God out and say, I am the one. No, may it not happen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now, listen to this. Every great person who desires to last in today's world must have these three things. We're wrapping up. I just thought to add this. In my preparing this note, it, it came strongly to my spirit to just light of the evil that is in our world. You must have prophetic intercessors who lift you up before God. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1 and 2. Let's hurry up. 2 Thessalonians 3, 1 and 2. Finally, brethren, pray for us. We are anointed people. We are apostles. But pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it's with you. Verse 2. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. Why? For all men have not faith pray for us first peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says be sober it says be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour ladies and gentlemen there is a project it's like a monitor system in the spirit the moment you hit a certain threshold of greatness and kingdom influence certain weapons are fashioned against you at that point it is not enough to know how to pray for yourself you must have an army of people and can i tell you any great man you love great preacher great businessman the greatest way to show them love is not just giving money the greatest way to show them love is to lift them before god when people tell me they are praying for me, I know some are just talking. But when I, I know and discern that some mean what they are saying, I appreciate it beyond anything. You must have an army of prophetic intercessors who uphold you in prayer. Number two, 
you want to survive these last days and to be you want to last you must have a system of accountability for correction for advice for counsel for guidance and to speak over you prophetically let me give you an advice never submit to a man you cannot listen to never submit to a man never submit to persons never submit to any group or any system that you are not committed to listening to no that you cannot take correction you cannot take counsel you cannot humble yourself to receive prophetic words over that is not submission there are many things people call submission in the body of christ today it is clear that the graces have not flown to them the graces have not flowed to them do you know why because their hearts are not truly connected it's just a ritual it's a system within their life this is very powerful can i tell you the truth the dynamics for excelling in life are it the, 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 the dynamics, the variables are so many. You will need assistance at many points in your life. When you start, you usually will start with a lot of overconfidence. I know what to do. I mean, after all, people have recognized me. No. You will need help. You will need help. You will need help. Number three. To last, in addition to prophetic intercessors, a system of accountability number three you must have the gift of godly and faithful friends I want you to listen you will never truly be able to survive these are prophetic survival strategies the gift of godly the friend that stick it closer than a brother can I tell you please look up Many of you have been so wounded, betrayed, injured by friendship. Once you hear the word friend, you don't even want to listen to you. You are full, especially if you are a great man. It's impossible to have become great without the scars of relationships and the rest. But don't allow the devil deceive you. Not everyone is a deceiver. There are godly and there are faithful people. Say amen. amen. There, your assignment is to ask God. To help you find them if you find them using your mind you will keep making mistakes only God can bring good people to your life are we together faithful and godly people Ecclesiastes 4 9 to 12 many great people are very lonely it is very lonely at the top they don't trust anybody and so you see that their best friend is their cat or their best friend is, is their rabbit or whatever it is whatever they keep it there and they can even will their inheritance to the rabbit because in their mind is more trusted if you do not have good people in your life believe me you are in trouble don't just celebrate money in your account you must pray and say god in my lifetime give me the opportunity of tasting of a godly the gift of a godly and a faithful friend Ecclesiastes 4 two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor 10 for if they fall watch this one will lift up his fellow that is the, the purpose of godly people to help you these are people you can cry to 
Can I tell you? You have met people who broke your heart. But don't conclude on that. There are people who will stand with you. There are people who will cry with you. Some of you have already been fortunate to find those people. Can I advise you? Swallow your pride and keep them. Don't ever open your mouth and say, I don't need you. Then you say, sorry, later on. Swallow your pride and keep them. Because when you find godly and faithful friends, they are like gold. Don't throw it away. You may not find it again in your lifetime. Believe me. Believe me. Great people are lonely at the top because they do not have anybody to talk to. They are afraid of talking to everybody because they are billionaires. They don't know who. And you see, because we are beings of expression, we are beings of emotion. One of the we don't see nobody, you are left alone. And those bold people who can kill people, they begin to cry after days and weeks like children because nobody was designed to stay in isolation. Some of you today are giving up quality relationships because you are looking for money. Quality relationships. God brought the gift of faithful people to your life. But you are throwing them away because the only person you are looking for is the person who can solve your problem. You will rise to the top and find out that it's a lonely place full of deceivers. The top is full of interest. Everybody there is looking for something or trying to protect something. There are few people in your life who will love you as you are. They will see your nonsense and still love you the way you are. When you find such people, hear this advice coming from someone who loves you. Protect them. Swallow your pride and protect them at all costs. There is a man doing. Our world is full of people who just want to take. Most people, when they come to great men, they take. In Hausa, we say, Have you heard those kind of things? Aha. They come to you wanting to pray on everything they can find. May God give you so that you will get from it too. So most great people are already wounded. They suspect everybody. The moment you come and say, good afternoon, sir. What are you looking for? It is strange to them to care for them. To the point that they are not even interested. Why are you here? Uh, that's my rent again. Oh, yeah, take, go. I, I knew that's why you came. Why else are you here? Oh, demons have been oppressing me. Okay, father, let the demons go away. With all due respect to him of blessed memory, the man called A.A. Allen, I will not say much because I'm speaking on air. Great men can become so silly. Little children can become their best friends. They throw away people. They can leave somebody to be waiting for hours wanting to see the CEO. And the man is playing with his grandson and laughing and you are wondering, what is this grandson doing to this man? It is because there, there was always a child in him he caged that child to become a champion. And now that he's a champion, that child is still crying for expression. Unfortunately, everybody there is looking for a great man. There's nobody to relate with the child. So when he finds a child like him, he can now sit on the ground and now play. You watch some of these guys in the Middle East. Watch how most of them spend their money. They climb camels and they run around and return back with dust in their body. These are millionaires and billionaires. And you are saying, this is all you do with your money? To play around with camels and animals? No. There was something they gave up to be great. And now when they became great, since the person can say, I don't have all the money, 
but this one tuba of yam I have let's eat it together and give God thanks I am telling you again you may not have too many of these people in your life but if one ever comes around your life look for a psychological treasure chest and put them inside and protect them throw away your pride and protect them are we learning <laughs> like I said yesterday there are some of you who are too innocent to understand what I'm saying you will make reference to this message by next year when certain results would have manifested in your life you will sit down in your office and be crying alone and clean your tears when your workers want to enter sir just to tell you the mail has come and at a point you want to say go away let the money go away have you ever wondered why wealthy people hang themselves does it make sense there are celebrities today who are struggling with mental health and depression. They have everything life can offer. Their homes are littered with awards. Many of them get into drugs. They get into all kinds of unfathomable practices because of that cry for expression. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. Koinonia, I'm praying for you. That if there is anyone here you do not have a sincere person you can call a friend i'm praying for you i don't know how god will do it all but i'm praying for one preacher i'm praying for one mother i'm praying for one businessman i'm praying for someone who has been wounded from childhood till adulthood may my god beginning from tonight may my god bring good people to your life For someone watching from America, you're praying. I'm praying for you again. Some of you threw away. God carried treasures and gave you. But you threw them away. Good friends. Good people. Some of them it was even your parents. Some of them it was even your spouse. And today they are no more. And you are living in regret. Saying if I knew how important this person was. They loved you whether you had money or not. They believed in you whether you were famous or not. These are people who can come and enter the prison and say, go out, I will stay. I am telling you again, if God ever brings such people to your life, please open your eyes, receive them with sincerity and let them know. I've taught you how to maintain relationships. If you cannot contribute value, contribute gratitude. If you cannot contribute value, contribute gratitude. Based on where God has kept you, you will need the gift of friends. Most of us have money. Money cannot talk. Money cannot say I love you. Money cannot say I'm praying for you. Money cannot say I will be there with you. Jesus said there is a friend that sticketh. I mean the Bible says there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And let me give this one counsel and then we pray. Never be the reason for somebody else's pain. That is not a ministry God gave anybody. Did you hear what I said? Never be the reason for anybody's pain. Do not be the reason for the downfall of any man of God. Do not be the reason for the crying of anybody. It is a wicked way to live. Don't be the reason why a family is in tears and pain. Don't be the reason why you join the heads of two friends and stand behind and laugh. No. We are called. I know that I'm the one who knows. Be careful. 
because you are bringing a curse on yourself there are people today who are the reason behind the trouble of spouses oh have you had this i had your husband said this i had your wife said this they join their heads and they stand and they're smiling there are people today who are the reason behind the pain of good friends there are people today who are the reasons why preachers cannot see eyeball to eyeball they come here they say yes sir they get information here they go there and say yes sir they give information you see there is god is a god of justice and judgment Oh, you I hear that you want to help this lady please oh let me give you an advice this lady don't help this lady oh I know that her mother is a widow but we heard that this lady used to be a bad girl before but have you found out whether she has repented and the man says really ah that's it she comes by the next day take them out of your life take deceivers out of your life take wicked people out of your life Ichabod. when the glory departs from men it is because of this pride when the glory departs from men it is because of this an arrival mentality when the glory departs from men it is because of distractions and compromises not staying in your area of grace being a busybody everywhere and not protecting your focus and your call when the glory departs from men it is because they have violated their covenant their winning strategy with God what God gave them or the secrets that were behind the mysterious results number six the greatest of all reasons when the glory departs from men it is because their passion and their fire for God even if you are a preacher you can write books on fire and not have fire you can hold conferences on fire and not have fire just because your message had fire yesterday does not mean it has fire now rise up on your feet king of my life you are my all and I live for you alone King of my life You have my all And I lay my life for you My heart is your heart is yours My mind yours my will is yours you're the king of my life hallelujah one prayer for yourself then i speak over you lord the name ichabod will never be used in my life go ahead and pray the name ichabod the name Ichabod it will never be said he was once a great man of God but has been destroyed now it will never be said she was once a vibrant woman of fire someone pray it will never be said he was once a great man it will never be said koinonia was grace to last 
grace to last. Preacher, pray grace to last in ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let me make the altar call now. The greatest way to live a life of meaning and to last is your passion for Jesus. You are in this place and whilst you heard me speak, the Holy Ghost told you that you need to restore your relationship or you need to make it right with Jesus the first time. Now, like I will always say, you have a choice. You can throw away this message and say, I don't care. We will respect you. But I hope your destiny will be able to respect your indecision for Jesus. But for as many who want to make it right right now, I want to make this call. One to five were... You will never be the same. You've touched His grace. Your life is changed. You will never be the same. You've touched His grace. Your life is changed. Come, three. You will never be the same. You've if you are coming, please hurry up so we finish. Your life has changed. You will never be the same. If you're joining them, please come quickly. All the overflows, you can move to your screens, your project is us. Tonight, I desire you above anything else and above everything else. I declare that Jesus is Lord of my life, my Savior, and my King. I declare that the power of sin, Satan, hell, and the grave is broken over my life. From tonight, I am a child of God. I go forward ever and backward never. Amen. Keep your hands lifted. Blessed Father, thank you for these precious ones. I'm praying in the name of Jesus that based on the authority of scripture and upon your confession, let the power of sin, Satan, hell and the grave be broken over your life. I just saw the anointing coming on one person now. Huh? In the name of Jesus, I dig Jesus' name. Let's celebrate them. Now, please, all of you, just look to my right. You will see a group of counselors waiting to receive you. They will have a word with you very quickly, and you'll be back to your seats. Let's honor them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Have you been blessed tonight? Thank you very much for your patience. Let's share the grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forever amen surely god's goodness and mercies follow us all the days of our lives as we dwell in the house of the lord forever and ever amen god bless you see you on sunday we believe you are mightily blessed to connect with the ministry and get more from apostle joshua selman follow us on facebook and twitter at Koinonia ENI to stream Koinonia live. Go to mixella.com forward slash Koinonia hyphen radio. 
and download the teachings on koinoniadownloads.org. For questions and inquiries, call 0814-721-4444 or 0907-777-7853. We love and celebrate you.